0: Lovers, this is your editor-in-chief, John Tatey, and it's time again for Mom on Pop, the podcast where my mom, Bonnie Tatey, you know her, you love her, you've missed her, opines on all manner of pop culture. Today we're going to be talking about Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, probably the biggest pop cultural event uh, that happened during our hiatus. Mom, are you ready? I'm ready. Have you been ready?
1: Uh... No. No, I've been rather stagnant, as a matter of fact.
0: Where have you been? Every day I've said, Mom, let's do a podcast today, and you've you've just been too busy. I you
1: know. Too busy. Traveling the world. It's your <laughs> fault.
0: I know. It's my fault. A lot has happened since the last time we recorded our podcast. Uh, I got a new job. Uh, I got a new house. And I got a new baby. And those things all happened out in the span of like a week or so. Um, So really, I've just been trying to put my life back together (laughs) to some semblance of what it was since then.
1: How's that going?
0: Uh, It's coming along. I mean, if I'm being honest, it has been a tough stretch for me. You you know I have not been able to uh, write nearly as much as i like to, or create videos, or do all the sort of creative stuff that I like to do on the site, and we're working our way back, but uh, raising a beautiful baby boy takes up a lot of my time, and running a big, thriving website takes up a lot of my time, and there just hasn't been a lot left over.
1: Not to mention having a wife and such.
0: That's, That's right. I also have a wife. Well, I've had her for a while, though.
1: Well, I know, but this has been a big adjustment for everybody in that household. The cats, Anna, you.
0: (laughs) That's right. The maids. It's it's really been hardest on the cats. Oh, yeah, the maids. I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this place could use a couple of maids. I'm not sure that would be enough, but it would be a start.
1: There's plenty of time for that later.
0: Yeah. Um, In the interceding months, we also had breakfast with uh, Nathan Fielder. I know it was a long time ago, but we uh, never talked to people about that.
1: That's right. That's right, because we only told them we were going to do it.
0: That's right. We told the listeners we were going to do it, and it actually happened in Boston. We had a nice breakfast with Nathan, and what were your impressions of him, Mom? Let me catch people up first, actually. This is Nathan Fielder, the creator and star of Nathan For You on Comedy Central, one of my favorite shows. I think it's one of... I think it's a he is a generational talent i just think that his show is an ingenious uh take on reality tv and sort of a new sociological experiment every week when it's on and you uh, interviewed him uh, last year because you didn't really understand the show and what resulted was a wonderful conversation not only about his show but about the nature of comedy and at the end we agreed to have breakfast sometime together and i think people thought maybe it was a joke but it actually happened and now mom tell us your impressions of nathan fielder
1: well i think he is a very genuine talented and i mean this in the in the best sense ever he's really a lovely man
0: he was wasn't he delightful yes. company
1: he was wonderful Um, I guess knowing somebody famous, uh, you know, I always think, I always feel like who, who is that person? Is the, is the person on the screen who you really see and how much acting is there? How much of that is the real person? And I guess what I felt from him was just that he's very genuine
0: Yes, I think he is. I think uh you know, as he put it, he plays an a version of himself that exaggerates his awkwardness and foibles right. on the screen. Um but I think that watching the show just not only because of the way he acts but also because of to me the humane nature of his comedy um or at least a comedy that's interested in human nature, maybe I'll put it that way. Yeah. That I felt that he must be a kind soul and I think that's what we encountered in Boston.
1: Definitely. But he's very sharp. You know, I mean, he's very he there's an edge there.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: And I think that comes out through his comedy.
0: Yep. He's not afraid to catch you with your pants down and make a joke at your expense, uh, which which we love. I mean, that's what our family is all about. Right.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You know, the other night, um, I went out to dinner with my brother and his wife, and I was lamenting this trial and tribulation I am having with my new doctor in getting no cooperation from her office. And the nightmare that I went through trying to get a prescription, I've gone through it yet again with her office. Really? It's unbelievable. So I was in the car, and I... You know, as I overstate things, you know, and I'm saying, why me? Why are they picking on me? Why does this have to happen to me? And my brother just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> and to me, it's I wasn't serious. Right. You know, I was just exaggerating it. But that's who I am. Right. And, you know, I saw him a couple days later, and he said, you know, I didn't mean to laugh at you. Did that offend you? And I said, no. You know, that's just who I am, overstating that, which which makes people laugh.
0: Well, and, you know, we make fun of ourselves. We make fun of each other. And I've gotten into a little trouble. Maybe that's not the right word for it. But in my writing career, you know, sometimes I make fun of things on the site but I make fun I usually am making fun of things that I love and people but sometimes people interpret that as you know hating on it yeah Um, and I understand that there's a fine line but I love to make fun of things that I love
1: (laughs) right I mean that that really is how we've always done things here yeah Yeah. and we get it but again when I met the one of the postmasters she said oh I used to be afraid of you and (laughs) You know, until people really understand us, I guess we can be a little odd. I'm going to say odd.
0: I think that the loyal mom-on-pop listeners can maybe understand why the postmaster of all people would be afraid of you.
1: (laughs) Well, even Anna said she was afraid when she first met.
0: Really? She never told me that.
1: She said that.
0: This is my wife, for the listeners who don't know. Anna said she was uh, scared of you the first time they met. I remember that when I brought her home from from college that one day.
1: Yes, and I was reading uh, a Berenstain Bear book.
0: <laughs> no, you weren't.
1: I was, because I had just gotten it in hopes that there would be a grandchild someday to read it. And you said, oh, Mom, why are you showing off in front of Anna? <laughs> You don't uh, remember that? No,
0: I don't remember that part.
1: That was pretty funny.
0: I do remember the intense rays of desire coming from you. I think you were <laughs> delighted for me to bring a girl home. Yeah. Um, maybe delighted that I was bringing a girl home instead of yes. a boy. I don't know. Exactly. Um, and... I
1: mean, and really, it didn't matter. But now I knew that that's the direction we were going in.
0: <laughs> well, you know. Um yeah, and I think you sensed marriage material from the first uh, 30 seconds.
1: Oh, I definitely did. I fell in love the minute she walked up the steps.
0: Well, that worked out good.
1: It did for all of us.
0: Yes, definitely.
1: Most of all, me. Because <laughs> now she's given me a beautiful grandson that I couldn't love anymore.
0: Oh, yeah. just
1: adorable.
0: Leo and Anna are out for a walk in the park as we record this, in fact.
1: Oh, how nice.
0: I'm sure this is all quite fascinating for the listeners. So today Thank we <laughs> are talking about Star Wars The Force Awakens, uh, the probably the biggest pop cultural event that happened during our hiatus. Uh, but first, Mom, uh, another staple of the podcast, for a little while at least, before we went dark for a bit, was uh, the Was Abby Right segment. That I think we did in the tweener episodes, but we're going to, yeah, we're going to do one right now. In this segment, we uh, read a Dear Abby letter, and uh, Mom and I determine whether Abby was right. And I, I'm going to just say up front, I read Dear Abby when I was a kid uh, in the paper every morning with my cereal. It was on the comics page. I liked Abigail Van Buren. I don't remember what her real name was, uh, but now her daughter does it, and I don't care for her daughter quite as much. Daughter is just less sympathetic. But go ahead, let's read uh, read the letter.
1: Well, this one uh, interested me on, on many levels, and I have shown it to many people. And, you know, this is a real letter, so here it is. And maybe you'll know why. Well, anyway, here it is. Okay. Dear Abby... I am a girl in my junior year of high school. My boyfriend of three years is very good to me, affectionate, attentive, and very good-looking. I don't think he cheats on me, but he does have serious flatulence. I love that sentence. He thinks serious flatulence. <laughs> I don't think he cheats on me, but he does have serious yeah. flatulence.
0: Yeah, okay. I'm not sure how those two are connected. Are we going to find out? No. Okay. <laughs> Okay, go ahead.
1: He thinks it's hilarious and does it in public just to embarrass me to death. He also does Ah. it at the end of lovemaking, which I think is gross and he thinks is the funniest thing in the world. Abby, he's the only serious boyfriend I have ever had. Are all guys this gross and inappropriate? It's putting a serious damper on how I feel about him. Please help me to save our relationship.
0: Did you say she was a junior in high school or college?
1: High school.
0: Good Lord. And is it signed?
1: Tired of natural gas in Florida.
0: Okay. What does Abby say about this one?
1: Dear tired, your boyfriend's problem isn't his flatulence. It's his immaturity. Young children think flatulence is fall-down funny but they usually outgrow the kind of humor you describe by the time they reach his age. (laughs)
0: Oh, do they?
1: (laughs) Tell him what he's doing isn't funny to you, that it is making you think less of him and will be a deal breaker if he doesn't stop. If you do, it may save the relationship, unless you want to continue being the girlfriend of the class clown, or should I say, no class clown.
0: Oh, good one, Abby.
1: Now in in true confessions here, I gotta say, your father is gonna be seventy years old mm-hmm. and thinks flatulence is hilarious.
0: Yeah. He doesn't think it's serious at all.
1: Not in the least. Not in the least.
0: Well, I you know, I was surprised to hear Abby say, first of all, that uh, you guys outgrow this by the time they're in high school, because I I don't know. I don't know how many high school guys maybe Abby spends time around. Not many, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, But in our family, I think we usually time how long it takes when we sit down for Thanksgiving dinner before the conversation somehow turns to toilet humor. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. It always happens.
1: You you work with a bunch of men
0: and women, yeah.
1: Well, yes, but men. I'm I'm referencing the men here. Has there ever been a conversation or an instance of?
0: Um, I mean, not at work, I suppose. Okay, but with these guys, sure, but. Yeah, it happens from time to time, although it's not it's not something you let loose with.
1: Right. I don't okay. really have
0: any friends who we just break wind openly with each right. other, you know.
1: Because that would be stupid.
0: Well, it's it's actually not funny for the, everybody else in the room, right? So it's Exactly. A, it's exactly. a joke only for yourself, which I think is the root of the problem here.
1: Oh, that's a good point. But now I have heard you burp enough to shake the walls at home. (laughs) Not flatulence, but, you know. But, you know, this is a girl in her junior year of high school, and this is the only serious relationship she's had. And I just want to know what's wrong with her. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, I know. A bit of a late bloomer.
1: Yes, yes. (laughs) I had trouble with this letter on many levels.
0: Yeah, the only, it seems like it would go without saying. I would hope it's the only serious relationship <laughs> you'd ever had. Good God. These kids these the, days.
1: Do you love the sentence, I don't think he cheats on me, but he does have serious you yeah. I love that sentence.
0: Yeah, that's a great one. So do you think Abby was right? I think Abby was actually right in terms of the advice she gave to this young letter writer.
1: Well, what she did was just tell her your boyfriend's immature.
0: But she said, tell him, tell him you don't like it.
1: Well, she's already told him that, it seems.
0: That she didn't say it was a deal breaker. I think she first has to decide whether it is a deal breaker. Although I have to say, after uh, lovemaking, as the letter writer put yes. it, yes. Um, that is that is really above and beyond in terms of rudeness.
1: Well, but to punctuate that moment of
0: quiet, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yes, it has happened, you know.
0: Oh yeah, well I I can attest. uh, Sometimes you got to hold it in uh, while you're. You can only
1: hold it so long.
0: Well, that's true. That's true. And
1: sometimes it just has to happen, and it does seem so very inappropriate, which makes it funny. (laughs) Uh, i realize this is might be getting very uncomfortable
0: but sometimes i think we've had worse on this on this show true
1: that's true that's true i mean in all honesty you know there does come a limit to what you can
0: there does there does uh at the gym too that's another situation where there's just only so much you can do at a certain Mm -hmm. point uh i have had that experience a couple times do you laugh uh, No, I mean, I, I try to just, I mean, I, I, I don't happen. know if people are turning off their their uh, podcast players at this point now, but <laughs> I, at the, you know, you try to let it out without making noise. I guess I'll put it right. that way, right? You right. try to yeah. squeak it out or cough. Right. <laughs> <sighs> well,
1: come on. This is a real thing that happens. This is a real thing.
0: Yeah, but it, he's doing it on purpose. That's the...
1: I don't know if he's doing it on purpose, but he does if think he's it's...
0: Yeah, I think if he's enjoying it that it sounds to me like he's doing it on purpose
1: okay yeah all right well then i I would be against that.
0: is that the only letter we have the fart letter
1: uh well, there's another one, but it's really not that good
0: okay, so we'll move on to our review.
1: I think we should talk about it because you know I would do want to comment about your uncle
0: uh regarding Star Wars, yeah, okay. I'll just set it up by saying that Star Wars The Force Awakens is the seventh chapter in the mainline Star Wars saga, as if everyone didn't already know that, and we'll be discussing crucial plot details, so you've been warned. Here's a clip.
1: What was your job when you were based here? Sanitation. Sanitation? <laughs> then how do you
0: know how to disable the shields? I don't. I'm just here to get ready. People are counting on us. The galaxy is counting on us. Solo, we'll figure it out. We'll use the Force. That's not how the Force works. So, Mom, was the Force with you?
1: Uh, I enjoyed this movie very much. Oh, good. I did. But you know what I meant to do before we started this, and I forgot to do it, was to go back. There was an article in The Onion that said why uh, C-3PO had a red arm.
0: In the A.V. Club, you mean? Yeah. You know, it is the website that I'm editor-in-chief of, Mom. You could get the name of it right.
1: Well, you didn't write the articles.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure what difference that makes. but. Well, we're...
1: I would have read it if you had done it, but I did want to go back and see why. He... Do you know why he had a red arm?
0: I don't. It's in the comics, which I do read, but I haven't read this uh, particular C-3PO comic yet. I look forward to finding out.
1: Oh, well. Let's not be throwing stones, then.
0: Well, there's a difference between not having read the article and not knowing the name of the website that I'm in charge of, for Pete's sake, Mom.
1: Well, I know the name of the website. I know the name of the website. But I will tell you what I don't know. I don't know what your job is. I don't know what your job title is.
0: It's editor-in-chief.
1: Well, what was it before?
0: Senior editor.
1: Oh, God. You know, really? (laughs) Tell me the difference.
0: The editor-in-chief is in charge of everything. Oh. Yeah. Hence, and what
1: is a senior editor?
0: Just a highly placed editor.
1: What's below the senior editor?
0: We have associate editors. We have assistant editors. Uh
1: oh, that's nonsense.
0: Well, it's all nonsense, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, titles and publishing are nonsense, but editor-in-chief is a particular one that means that's the top guy, and that's who I am now. You didn't know that, Ma?
1: I did know that. I did know that.
0: Well, it seems to be news to you.
1: It's not news to me. It's just that all the titles got a little blurry for me. A little, you know, a little...
0: Right, right. All the two titles I have ever had since I moved to Chicago to work at the A.V. Club. (laughs) It was just all a blur to you. (laughs) We still are not talking about Star Wars. Now you'd like to... (laughs)
1: I'm sorry. Give me
0: your takeaway from, from the movie now that you know what my freaking job is.
1: All right. This movie I intended to dislike because <laughs> yeah. Because you know, it's just it's all the 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 missions. It's all about the missions and the all the planes. I know they're not planes, but all their things, mm-hmm. they all look the same and I I just don't know ever what the hell is going on, mm-hmm. you know, because you you seem to know, oh, this is the star fighter, and this is the right. interplanetary, blah, 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 but to me, they all just look like gray things.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: With lights and shooting and whatever. So you but were
0: pessimistic going in.
1: Very pessimistic. Okay. Very. But... I was really pleasantly surprised, and I really thought it was well done and had some enough story in it th- to make everything interesting, to pull it all together mm-hmm. for me, who does not really enjoy the the battles.
0: Right. Um, so were you uh, into it from the start, or did it take a while to make its case for you?
1: Well, you know, I, I, it took— a little bit for me to give up my skepticism.
0: Right. Yes. Yeah. Um well it took me a little while to give up my nervousness because I very much wanted it to be good. Mm. But um JJ Abrams to me uh ruined the Star Trek movies that he did especially the second one. Um I was not a fan of the uh new Star Trek movies that he made. So I was worried what with what he was going to do for Star Wars. Uh but I think it is a very fast-paced movie in terms of the yeah. action. But it's a slow burn to me in terms of making me care about the characters. Really? Yeah, I didn't. By the end, I was into it, but I did not. I liked them, but I wasn't totally invested in Ray or in Finn from the beginning. And I was yeah. never invested in Poe Dameron, the pilot, who I, whose only character trait seems to be that he's good at flying a spaceship and shooting things.
1: Which is somebody that you'd like to know if you were ever in that
0: situation? <laughs> I guess so, but I don't need to know him sitting in the movie theater. God, I found True. him so boring. So who was your favorite character?
1: Uh, well, I'm embarrassed to say.
0: Uh, BB-8, the robot? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you embarrassed by that? He's very charming. Well,
1: because, because I feel like it would be me... And every other eight-year-old child in the world, that's who would pick that. Right. Uh,
0: But, you know, uh, Bill Hader, do you know who Bill Hader is?
1: I sure do. Uh,
0: He was a voice consultant for BB-8. Really? They had him come in and record a bunch of lines that are approximately what he's saying at those. I don't know if it's a he, by the way, it could just I, I think there was some debate over that. I'm going to say he, though, for simplicity's sake. And uh, they sort of learned from the rhythms of Bill Hader's uh, line readings and used those to inspire the beeps and boops that he eventually does make. Now that could have just been a publicity thing. And there was one other comedian who came in and did that too, but I forget who it was, but I thought that was kind of cool that that much thought went into it.
1: I agree. That's very interesting. Uh, And let me just tell you this part of the story is that after I watched the movie, we went out to dinner with your uncle again and his wife, and he had seen the movie in the, in the theater. I saw it here at home on the television and he, I said, were you very surprised by Han Solo's son? Yeah. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, well, what did you think about his son killing him? Yeah. And he said, did that happen? (laughs) And I said, what?
0: This is weird to me. You told me this story last week, and I've just been thinking about what could have happened, because it's like the climactic moment of the whole damn movie.
1: And I I know, and I said to him, because now I'm unsure, maybe I watched the wrong movie. (laughs) I I just didn't know how you could not know that. And I saw him again this week, and I said, do you think you could have fallen asleep at the movies? And he said, maybe.
0: Yeah, he must
1: have. And I was very sad to see that scene.
0: Because you liked Han Solo?
1: Yes, and I thought, you know, it's that ribbon that runs through all of these movies, and now he's gone.
0: Yeah. Well, he wasn't in the prequels, but but yes. Uh, it was certainly a death of an iconic character. I think maybe Harrison Ford, that was the deal. He signed up for one of these things, oh. uh, and maybe it just worked out that they needed someone to... Eat it. Uh, Kylo Ren is my favorite character by far.
1: Kylo Ren? Who's that?
0: That is Han Solo's son.
1: Okay. I don't like him. He's not nice. Why is he so nasty?
0: Well, he's got a little bit of angst. You think? I loved him. Oh, man. I really sympathized with him.
1: Well, you know, maybe we maybe we should get you in some therapy because maybe there's some other issues you have here. <laughs> Mother father issues. Why would you relate to him?
0: I, I, re- well, um, as you may know, I can be a, an emotional guy, and uh, I uh, sympathized with his tantrums, I suppose.
1: I don't accept that. Why not? I don't know. I'm having trouble with this. Really? Yes.
0: I mean, I wasn't rooting for him, but I loved his energy.
1: Explain that.
0: Well, I thought that Adam Driver was wonderful in this part. You know him from Girls, right? Yes. Where he's also great. I loved how he was not fully contained, and he would throw a tantrum with his big old lightsaber uh, that he made, and... I I liked the youth of him and the messy energy that he had because you know Darth Vader was very contained and and it felt like he was wrapped up in that suit and everything was tight and precise and Kylo Ren it does not have that precision to him at all he's so wild and I really right. I got into that wildness I was excited every time he was on screen
1: So Darth Vader is his grandfather That's right. Well, I want to know, why did he turn out so bad?
0: (laughs) Why did Kylo Ren turn out so bad? Yes. Well, he was influenced by Snoke, Supreme Leader Snoke.
1: Well, do you think he's going to go home for Mother's Day?
0: Uh, It doesn't seem like it, no. No. So you didn't care for Kylo Ren? No. Okay. But didn't you find him exciting?
1: Uh, uh, Yes, I did. Yeah. I did.
0: Did you think he had died when he got struck in the woods by Ray?
1: I, I hoped he was. Oh,
0: I, that was the worst moment when I. There was just a second there where I thought he was dead, and oh, I was so angry that I wasn't going to get two more movies of Kylo Ren. But of course, he was not dead. He's quite well, wonderful.
1: Well, what do you think about having uh, a woman play that part?
0: Oh, I love it. It's about time.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. and she's I, great i did I liked that too and I thought she she was wonderful
0: she was she was excellent I've seen the movie three times now and I like her better every time but yes I like that they have a woman I like that they have a black guy I like that this is just a more diverse cast overall it's about time
1: and i I do think that the ensemble was really good I thought they all uh they all had their parts and I think the movie would have been less without all of them.
0: Except Poe. I think the movie might have been a little more without Poe Dameron.
1: Well, you know, I'm going to watch it again this weekend with Dad, I think, this weekend. And uh, so I'll take notice of that. Okay. okay. I, I really did like... I liked everybody. I thought, how how are they going to put Princess Leia into this? And I thought it was just right, just the right amount. Just Just... I thought everything was really...
0: Now, when was the last time you watched a Star Wars movie?
1: Oh, God. Years.
0: It had to have been, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: One summer when I was in high school, I think I'd gotten some maybe dental procedure or I was sick or something. I was home for a few days, and I, I invited you to watch the whole trilogy, which I had on VHS. So I guess this is dating this particular anecdote, to give you some idea. But they had just come out. Oh God, out with the... I'm
1: so nervous. I hope I come out good in this.
0: No, you don't. Um, they had just come out with the VHS uh, special edition trilogy, or whatever it was. And I said, Ma, let's let's watch all of these. And you said, Yes, let's do it. It'll be a movie day. That'll be fun. Uh, you made it halfway through The Empire Strikes Back before <laughs> you got a phone call, and then just took this phone call for half an hour. Very rude.
1: Well, maybe it was an important phone call. No,
0: it wasn't. You were just chatting.
1: Well, I'll have to run back the tape of that time and see if it was an important phone oh. call.
0: Well, it wasn't, I assure you.
1: I believe it was the Vatican calling for some advice.
0: <laughs> but the reason I I asked the question is because I wonder how much how exciting was it for you? uh wh- that last scene where Luke Skywalker turns around and oh, it's Luke because I was in theater opening theater opening night, it was super fun, a theater full of nerds, and they were just howling with delight, yeah, when Luke turned around and yes, he's here, he's in the movie yeah. uh yeah. what 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 did it feel like for you?
1: It felt tingly i was yeah. I was very shocked and um, you know, I wasn't guessing or or right you know thinking ahead and when that happened i got a little tingle up my spine yeah
0: yeah definitely it was exciting it happens in such a hurry at the end of the movie too doesn't it it's just like okay we're going to go search for him and then hey we're there well you know
1: sometimes sometimes when you watch a movie in general they explain it to you so much like you're a boob and and uh, can't figure anything out and I thought that that didn't it didn't do that it 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 assumed that you would get it,
0: yeah, I think it assumed that you would get it or assumed that you can follow along enough and knowing that yeah, probably a lot of fans are gonna watch this any number of times over the years, right? Mm. It's a movie that is so densely packed it's made to be watched again and again yes. and for you to discover new things.
1: I will say one thing I was disappointed at tell me. Do you know that little song that I sing from the Cantina?
0: Yes. Da 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 da.
1: There was no move there was no song in this
0: one. Well they did go to a Cantina esque place, right? And there was a little music there. Yeah. Not the same
1: Nothing catchy.
0: No. Well do you remember uh that night that I played that? for you guys and it just got stuck in everybody's head for days it, years
1: it's been stuck uh, in my head for years i still must, sing it all the time
0: must be one of the catchiest tunes ever in a in a movie right i mean yes, i and- i was afraid even to sing it just now because as i was singing i was thinking oh god <laughs> don't sing too much or it's gonna get stuck in your head again
1: <laughs> well i i sing it all the time so i'm stuck with it forever it just must hit the spots in my brain that feels good, because, wow.
0: Well, I'm going to use that song at the end of this podcast as the okay. outro song.
1: And we, you can say uh, I'm sorry to everybody that listens to this. <laughs> <In> advance. <laughs>
0: Um you know we started the conversation somewhat haphazardly with you asking about C3PO's arm and then forgetting what my job was and what website I worked for but
1: Oh my um, god get over it will you
0: Wasn't it adorable when he came out and said you probably don't recognize me because of my red arm That was one of the <laughs> funniest lines
1: One of the funniest lines Yes yes and you know that was the other thing is that there were these and I guess there really always are these little dots of humor but that was hilarious
0: Uh, so what did you think of supreme leader snoke and that whole effect there what do you mean i wasn't sure whether he was actually now maybe this is because i'd had a few drinks before the movie but (laughs) i wasn't sure whether he was actually that huge at first and then later it becomes clear that it's a projection it's a hologram but um Did you find him as intimidating as Darth Vader and the Emperor were back in the day? Oh, no. No.
1: No. No, I don't think anything's scarier than Darth Vader. Do you?
0: Well, it's hard to say, because I saw Darth Vader as a kid, when of course he scared the crap out of me. But, um, I mean, I think Kylo Ren's mask is kind of scary, but I also know it's Adam Driver under there, who I love, so uh, I wasn't entirely scared by it I don't think there's anything as scary as Darth Vader or as scary as the Emperor in this movie at least
1: Mm. what is that little snowball thing's name BB-8
0: BB-8 yes Uh, who's better BB-8 or R2-D2
1: oh that's not fair you must choose R2-D2
0: oh really but you say say that grudgingly
1: I do because because well, you know, BB-8 is a little fresher in my mind.
0: Yeah, a little more agile too. Although he's not <laughs> great on stairs.
1: <laughs> You're right. Clunk, clunk, clunk. <laughs> it was a fun movie. Uh, did you see it all the times in the theater?
0: But uh, last time I saw it on uh, Blu-ray with uh, a couple buddies of mine.
1: Okay. One thing I didn't also look for was there any what are those called? when you go through all the credits and then they give you a little... Right, present.
0: right. I don't know what that's that's called either, but um, no, there was none of that. It's too okay. classy a movie for that. Yeah. Leave that to the Marvel garbage.
1: Oh, now please. I do love those <laughs> things at the end. <laughs> I do love those things at the end.
0: No, once the movie was over, it was over.
1: It that's was over, right. okay. Yeah. Well, I think it, it left you stunned enough happy yeah. and thinking. It made for it just made for a great movie. Now one thing I did read about was people talking about Carrie Fisher was heavy. And I Oh
0: jeez, really?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, I I just think that's that's what you come away with.
0: Also, what? hasn't Carrie Fisher gone through enough? I we, think so. We should all be happy she's still alive yes. and able to perform in this motion picture. Because, good Lord, she has been through some business.
1: Most definitely. And uh, to all those people, you know, I just think, get over it. I can't wait to see you when you're that age, you know?
0: <laughs> Who was saying this?
1: It was people on the, on the internet that were talking yeah. about it.
0: Well, there's always going to be jerks on the internet. Not on the well, AV I club, so. of course, but on of the internet.
1: Of course not. Of course not. <laughs>
0: Do you have any other observations about Star Wars: The Force Awakens?
1: No, I can't wait to see it again. I can't wait to see it again. I thought it was that good, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna see it with Dad, who hasn't seen it, so that should be fun.
0: Okay, so it sounds like this is a high grade. What's your grade for Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens?
1: Oh, I would give it an A. A straight A. Straight A.
0: Wow, that's great.
1: It is great.
0: Oh, I'm so glad you enjoyed it, because, you know, I didn't know which way it was going to fall for you.
1: You're right. I know. I know. And plus, I thought, oh, God, why does he get to pick these movies? I, I don't want to watch this.
0: <laughs> well, you. Had, this is a cultural event, though. You've exactly. got to see Star Wars.
1: Well, that's why I That's why I acquiesced to you. Yeah, good. You know, now we'll watch Bosses. <laughs>
0: what is that?
1: I don't know. It's the Melissa McCarthy thing, I think. I don't know what it's called.
0: Well, we will figure out what we're going to talk about uh, next time And when will next time be? I don't know I hope it is not going to be a number of months this time I hope maybe it'll be just a couple of weeks That's my hope, but uh, we'll see I can't make any promises yet Are you alright with that,
1: Mom? Well, that's my hope, too That it will just be a couple of weeks
0: I think so, but I I hesitate to promise anything Because my life is still somewhat topsy-turvy But it's great to get back, uh, back in the saddle with you, Ma
1: and thank you to everybody that tweeted out "Where are we? Where are we? Oh, Here we are." Oh my God!
0: Almost every day I would hear from someone, and it would it make me feel so nice. But I would also feel I was letting people down. So right. I apologize that's for me. the for the uh, delay. Thank you for listening. For Bonnie, and we
1: love you all.
0: That's right, we love you all. For Bonnie Tatie, I'm John Tatie. Thank you so much for listening. So long for now.